This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with Kate Shannon. It's always in my mind that I, you know, should be doing my self-care and um, I, you know, walk my dog every day for two miles and I'm like, oh, I'm doing all of this self-care. But um, I think that there's other ways that I should be doing self-care as well, taking breaks, turning off and kind of, you know, social media breaks and different things like that. Um, that I have needed and just have not put into place as a structure. So um, I know for me that was a really, really big part. And I I think we've kind of, like, we've talked about that, you know, just behind the scenes and then talking about how community is such a big part of that as well. Um, And and I like that, I think that concept of, you know, there's self-care, but then there's community care. Um, And so I think they kind of, they blend into each other and are both necessities for sure. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles. I'm both excited to be back uh, with my microphone and also, frankly, a little bit intimidated. It's been a long time since I did a recording um, with a guest or anything for the podcast. I do lots of recordings. Uh, If you listen to the show, you know I usually batch record episodes, and so I have them ready to go a few months out, and obviously we did the re-release series in Um, August. So it's been a while since I've been behind my microphone, but I was so grateful to my dear friend Kate Shannon from Creative Therapy Umbrella for agreeing to do this episode with me. The two of us are obviously um, always talking. We run the Music Therapy Podcast Collective together, and that has been such a blessing, honestly, um, for both of us to to collaborate and to do awesome things over at MTPC. But we were both, as you'll hear in this conversation, both in a season of our life where um, we really needed to shift our focus and um, practice what we preach and do some self-care and take some time. Uh, That's part of why I did the re-release series in August. And out of that has... um, come what will be the Music Therapy Chronicles membership. Now, I know I've kind of been mentioning this and teasing it for a while, but having this time to self-reflect, to gather some of your feedback on the um, the survey I had, uh, thank you so much to those of you who, who left your thoughts on there, um, what people were saying is that they, they wanted self-care stuff and to be able to focus, have a self-care focus in a community. So, that's so much um, uh, aligns with my heart and soul, and I'm really grateful that you, the listeners, are interested in doing that, and I am excited to 
create and cultivate this community. Um, as you'll hear in this conversation, self-care doesn't always have to be something you do yourself or something you have to figure out on your own. We need systems in place to support us in practicing self-care, in preventing burnout, and having ongoing practices to sustain our wellness. And I am really excited for the Music Therapy Chronicles membership to to do that. So um, obviously, Music Therapy Chronicles membership is not a super exciting name or title for this group and community that will be launching uh, very soon. Stay tuned. So in this um, conversation, Kate and I talked about how we like puns. We think they're fun. So if you have an idea for what we should call this community that we're going to create. It could be punny, it could be short and sweet, it could be anything. So it could be self-care related, wellness related, goal related, mastermind-y type words, anything like that. I would love to hear your ideas. Um, you can shoot me an email at hello at musictherapychronicles.com. You can comment on an Instagram or Facebook post. You can DM me anything. I, I would love to hear your ideas because there are um, more brains out there than just mine. <laughs> so I don't have all the ideas. Uh, hopefully one of you will, will come up with something a little punny and, and help me out because I'm at a loss right now for a, a concise and descriptive name for what this beautiful group is going to be. So the reason that I'm continuing to tease this is, uh, like I said, Kate and I are doing things at MTPC. The week you're listening to this, our entire shop over at MT Podcast Collective, the entire shop is on a BOGO $30 $30 sale. So if you buy one of our pod courses and you can get a second one for $30 off, we feel like this is an incredible value for what you get in these pod courses, as well as getting CMTEs that are easy to access. Um, they're all pod course based or podcast based. That's why they're pod courses. Um, but also it's just an inexpensive way to, to really um, fill up on the CMTEs we all need. So each of our pod courses is pre-approved for five CMTEs. We have pod courses from several different podcasters in the music therapy space and purchasing one of their pod courses is a great way to support their show. That was one of our initial visions with MTPC. We wanted it to be a collective. We wanted to make podcasting sustainable. We wanted to let you, the listeners, get easy continuing education credits for the time you spend listening to the show. And so we have synthesized all these ideas into the form of pod courses. Uh, if you haven't checked one out already, they're broken down into a listen, learn, and apply section. So the listen section, you'll have certain episodes to listen to. The learn section is packed full of related resources that you can use for self-study. Take any avenue that inspires you. Basically, anything you listened to in those episodes that you found interesting, that you want to dive into more, this is your opportunity to do it. We have awesome jumping off points for you, or you can always find your own. And finally, the apply section consists of 
a little application worksheet where you'll, you know, think about what did I learn so far? What do I want to apply to my uh, personal life or my professional practice? Write yourself some goals. We all have lots of practice with that. And then um, you can listen to or watch the pre-recorded office hour where we dive a little deeper, talk about some more learning aspects, some more application. Um, the office hours are really great. Sometimes the podcast guests joined the host in those office hours and there were some really great conversations. So again, the entire shop is on sale for buy one, get one $30 off until September 7th. So Now's your time to to get some pod courses on sale. All right. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Kate. I hope that you're feeling inspired to take control of your own self-care and your own preventative wellness and stay tuned because we both and collectively have a lot going on. Again, we obviously have that BOGO $30 sale. Kate's community will be opening up soon, and so will my community. Um, and I'm, I'm just so excited for that. I will be doing a self-care challenge um, for the two weeks leading up to the opening of the community. It's ironic because Kate is finishing her self-care challenge, and the two of us had not discussed that we had the same idea going <laughs> prior to to opening up our doors so anyway um, please enjoy this conversation I look forward to hearing your thoughts and your perspectives and to seeing you and getting to know you more deeply in the music therapy chronicles membership Right, this is Trisha Coyote from the Music Therapy Chronicles. Yeah, and this is Kate Shannon from Creative Therapy Umbrella. Awesome. Um, so today we're gonna talk about self-care and community. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kate, but I think the idea for this conversation um was from a culmination of things, one of them being we were both kind of in a season of our life where we needed to take a step back and really dive into self-care which we talk about a lot but we both really needed to take some time to practice that and also um, both going into a time where we are opening or launching uh, memberships and communities and felt that these two things really tied in together does that sound right Mm -hmm. yeah I completely agree and I think huge emphasis on the um maybe forcing self-care. Mm. <laughs> uh, I know for me, I, I, it's always in my mind that I, you know, should be doing my self-care and um, I, you know, walk my dog every day for two miles and I'm like, oh, I'm doing all of this self-care. But um, I think that there's other ways that I should be doing self-care as well, taking breaks, to turning off and kind of, you know, social media breaks and different things like that. Um, that I have needed and just have not put into place as a structure. So um, I know for me, that was a really, really big part. And I I think we've kind of like, we talked about that, you know, just behind the scenes and then talking about how community is such a big part of that as well. Um, And that, and I like that, I think that concept of, you know, there's self-care, but then there's community care. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think they kind of 
they blend into each other and are both necessities for sure. Yeah. Two of those points really stuck out to me. The first being um, what I'm going to say routine where like you have self-care built into your day or your week. Uh, I'll use walking my dog as an example too. And because it's routine and because it is just part of our reality, sometimes we don't, I think, give it the intention that self-care needs. And excuse me, I think that's that's really where a lot of the care part of self-care stems from is like you're doing these things, but – your intention is not there to allow yourself to enjoy the walk or to allow yourself to be in nature or, um, you know, to tell yourself, I'm not going to think about A, B, and C during this time because this is my self-care time. I think that mm-hmm. setting the intention behind the things we're already doing in our routines is is really a good Kickstarter um, to reset mm-hmm. what we're already doing so it doesn't feel like we have to pile on more, more things to practice self-care, um, just again, giving that intention to what we're already doing. Um, And the other thing you said about community care, which is so true because I forget where, but I saw this post once about how self-care is a lie um, because like many things in our capitalistic society, it puts the responsibility on the self Right. So you might be doing self-care for yourself, but we should have a system that's set up in a way that does not necessitate you being the person to do the things. Um, So to say that, you know, Kate has an awesome community where we get together, we talk, we brainstorm, we do creative things like that's a system that's set up for all of us to receive the benefit of that without each of the people in that community individually once a month having to do those things on their own. Um, Kate does an awesome job of curating that and creating the space for us. And yeah, it's true. I love going. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what we need. We need like more self-care, community care systems. Uh, so mm-hmm. when people are in seasons of life like we are, where it, like we're just bogged down, things aren't working, there's a system to help support us to get back on our feet. Yes. I, that is really interesting to think about. Of, It's one of those things where um, so often you don't think about it because we're just in the systems that we're mm-hmm. in, but it, it does get put on us to, oh, well, now we have to do self-care because we're in a system that doesn't support, um, you know, a better balance of life. It's that we're kind of driven to like, oh, I have to go do self-care versus it being this like natural built-in part of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I even find that, you know, like I now, you know, own a private practice and even with a private practice, it's still, uh, still really hard to be like, set and intentional, like you said, I really like the word intentional with, you know, I can walk two miles for a month, but if the whole time I'm only listening to therapy podcasts and, you know, you know, typing back on emails while I'm walking, you know, or something, then I'm, I'm not doing self-care, you know, it's like my body and my brain are just doing two separate things at that time versus, you know, being intentional about what I'm doing. Um, so I, I really love the the point about things being intentional and kind of cultivating that and leaning on other people 
and knowing that you have people to lean on too. I think for that is something being in private practice now too of, uh, you know, I, as much as I love creating and, and curating stuff for the creative therapy umbrella community, I benefit just as much from being a part of that community of like fresh ideas, you know, people to talk with just, um, knowing you're not alone and, you know, hearing, being there for each other. It's an amazing, um, amazing feeling that's really different that you can't necessarily get in, you know, it's that community care difference mm-hmm. versus self-care. You know, I can I can tell myself all day that my feelings are valid about the XYZ situation that I was in last night. But if I were talking about it in a community and people, sh- you know, share their own experiences or ideas on how to brainstorm to do things differently, that's a whole nother feeling and experience when you're supported in a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have two thoughts on that again, too. I'll try to remember them both. For anyone who has never heard a conversation between me and Kate, this is kind of how it goes. We take one step back, one step <laughs> forward, because we're both just like idea people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So the community, that's that was the first idea. We're talking about validation. And um, yeah, again, you can validate yourself, but also sometimes being in that community space opens up your perspective of of reality in all honesty. So how many times have we had business conversations and one of us was like, this is my idea. And like, it's not where I want it to be. It's, I just can't, I can't get it. I can't crack it open. And the other person goes, well, what about this, this, and this? And the first two might be not so great ideas, but the third one might lead to a fourth one. And suddenly there's so many other possibilities. And sometimes we need that perspective shift in our lives um, in, you know, in session planning, creative ideas. And there's just so many ways where having a sounding board that is a mirror and a way to validate and reflect, but also to mm-hmm. expand on where you're blocked uh, is so important. And yes. that's that community piece. I love piece. that, expand. And honestly, yeah. I, Trisha and I do this all the time, but I feel like Trisha has done this for me so much. You have like uh, the most recent one when I was talking about the community <laughs> and I was like, you know, I want to expand and I want to add supervision because that's something that a lot of people who are currently in the community want more of and um, something I love doing. And I was like, but I can't like get it right and I can't get it to work. And I'm trying all these things behind the scenes and just trying to figure out the logistics. And like, you know, I'm throwing this idea out there and I've been struggling with it for like weeks. And Trisha goes, what about group supervision? And I was like, oh my God, yes. Like, why didn't I think of that? Like just, and then like that whole, those moments of like being able to like toss things out to each other and and then be like, I've been struggling with that and I can put this out there to my community, to my, my people who support me. And those ideas just like come back and that not only the idea, but the support of like, oh my gosh, it's, it means so, so much, I think in that space. Mm. Um, I think the other part of this is we all have friends mm-hmm. and colleagues and people we can bounce ideas off of. But again, this this systematic support, this community support, um, there is a sense of structure that comes with it. So again, we'll use Kate's community. We meet once a month in person. And so we know once a month 
that's going to happen. It's not like, oh, I'm going to call my friend Susie. And then three days down the line, you're still like, I need to call Susie. I need her idea. And I have this one friend who I love dearly. If she's listening, she knows who I'm talking about her. Mm -hmm. We always call each other when we're in crisis mode. Always. (laughs) It's always like, I should have called you three days ago. I really need help with this. I'm freaking out. And so the other one will always pick up the phone and be like, is this a crisis? Like, do do you need me to sit for 20 minutes? Um, And, you know, like, that's okay. It's not, we don't have an unhealthy relationship, but it's that thing. There's not a structure where it's like, we will contact each other once a week in order to check in because, you know, lives happen and that's okay. But having this community support means that, you know, similar to if you go to therapy regularly, you know that it's going to be there when you're ready and you can kind of cultivate and culminate the things you need help with. Mm -hmm. And you have that time set aside for that. I'm going to go way back for a second. Um, When we were talking about walking, Kate said, the mind and the body being in separate places if you're not being intentional. And I just want to give a tip uh, for anyone who experiences that a lot because I do. And this comes from the idea of deep work, which is where um, typically you would set a timer, say 25 minutes, and you're going to work on one thing for that 25 minutes. So the one thing is walking. Other ideas are going to come into your head. And if you're like me, um, you might get anxious thinking if you push that that thought away, it's not going to come back. So I always have just an ongoing notes on my phone where I just plop the idea and then I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm doing deep work right now. Oh, you know, idea. I need to check my, my bank account. Plop the idea. It'll be there when I'm done. I need to trim Piper's nails. Plop the Like anything that comes up, you know, but I'm not jumping to 20 different things. I'm focusing with intention on what I need to do with the safety net that I know those things will be there when I'm done and I don't need to store them in my brain. I love that. Um, That's uh, a practice I do often and I call it my dump list. Um, I like to physically write it down because I'm, I mm -hmm. really like physical, like paper. I really, actually it all comes down to, I really like crossing things off. That's really what I'm like, yes, that feels really good. Um, but I, I do really get some satisfaction out of physically writing it down. So a lot of times I'll do the same thing. And I use the app Evernote a lot to organize thoughts and ideas and different stuff like that. And um, I uh, will have one that's like a dump list. And often I'll, I'll do the same thing where I'll like, if I'm on a walk or something, just kind of throw that idea on there. And then later it'll come back to my paper one that then I can cross off and, and go through and figure out. But it is, uh, it's, I think it's just goes into so much mindfulness, which I'm such a huge fan of. And I also struggle with it immensely. Mm. So it's, uh, you know, like a love hate relationship. I feel like I have with mindfulness of, um, just always coming. And it's funny too, because I know I use mindfulness a lot in the therapy work that I do. Um, and, I am always reminding people and I have to remind myself um, that it's not about having the clear mind, but it's about coming back to the to the space where you don't mm-hmm. engage with the thought and you say, hey, thought, I see you. And you come back to the space um, and like a, a bicep. And, you know, every time you yes. do that is a bicep curl. You know, every time you do that, that you come back is the exercise of mm-hmm. it to where it gets stronger and you build it and um 
uh, it was really funny one time I was reading a book and uh, I just could not get in it. Like I couldn't get sucked into the story because my brain was just, you know, ideas, all of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, I got so frustrated and I shut the book and then I was like, wait a second. Okay. I'm just going to practice like being mindful. Like if I get lost, if I do the thing where I think I read two pages and then I realize I didn't absorb anything in those two pages, I'm just going to come back, start over and keep going. And I was able to get into the story after that, but it was like a mind, even that was a mindfulness practice of like, okay, getting into that space. And for me, Mm -hmm. I know that that active practicing of mindfulness, reminding myself to be mindful, reminding myself, hey, come back, you know, it's okay that you went there, just come on back. And that is probably one of my biggest um, self-care needs and something I don't do enough. But I know it's like one of my biggest things that I'm continually trying to get better at and do more with. I love that framing of mindfulness because it always reminds me that there's no way to fail it's like mm-hmm. when you've come back like that's the practice is coming back the the practice isn't necessarily staying there the practice mm-hmm. is coming back but I love that you gave that book example because I have is running in my mind the exact same thing but in the reverse so mm-hmm. I had set aside a time on a weekend and I try to set firm boundaries around weekends this is a self-care practice right where you know Weekends are for home and family and like be not touching work. And I'm sitting with my book and I like, again, just like you, I couldn't, I couldn't focus on this book. And I was like, what is going on? And so I, um, I did one of the things you've talked about boredom time. So I closed the book and I just let myself, I was like, what, what does my brain do? Like, what am I even thinking? So I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to get bored. We're going to see why my brain can't focus. And I realized that I was getting like so many creative ideas about a problem I had been trying to solve in my work week. And because I had sat Mm -hmm. down and let myself relax, my brain was finally like, here are all the solutions to your problems. So, (laughs) you know, for me, self-care in that moment was breaking my boundary around the weekend, Mm -hmm. opening my computer and brain dumping all these creative ideas. And then on Monday, they were ready for me to sift through and to like play with and work with. And I think that's a great example, you know, like the opposite again, right? So I, di- I didn't focus on the book because it wasn't working. I gave myself a little leeway, wrote these things down, and then went back to my boundary of this is a weekend. And, you know, I've done, I've done the process. Um, yeah, I've done what needs to be done today kind of a thing. Yes. You, you yes ended yourself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You were like, huh, my brain is very much like going in this place and if I can't, you know, which I think is so good to pay attention to, mm-hmm. to, you know, if I think back with that time with reading a book, I think for me, it was more of just stress things. Mm-hmm. You know, my dog needs to, I need to get clip her nails and don't forget to do this in the fridge tomorrow. And, you know, I, like kind of all of those don't forget things. Um, and I think that sometimes when we get especially creative ideas, if those are coming out, like, ride the wave because yeah. if they you know like it's sometimes like creativity or inspiration strikes or like you said everything settles and then all of a sudden it comes pouring out like a hose mm. you know and it's like okay I gotta jump on this now it's my brain's there I'm gonna go with it yeah one of the things I 
so value in our business partnership and as individuals um, is we have allowed time for things to percolate. Again, we're idea people. We, we like to work with things and play on them, but there's never been a point where I have felt like we have pushed something before we landed on what felt the most solid. And I think that that's something that was really ingrained in me in my internship that I try and bring into my life. And, and I think this is a self-care practice because there's so many parts of our lives that are rushed. They're so rushed. We're trying to get you know productivity, get things done, get on to the next thing, do more things. Like we, you know, we want to be the mom, the boss, the animal care person. We, you know, we want to do all of this stuff. Um, so when you have that creative hit, knowing that if it's not quite there, that's okay. And giving yourself yeah, some space, yes. which which you know plays into so many other areas of our lives. Space. Uh, currently, this week, yeah. the the week that we're recording this, that is my self care challenge. Oh, actually, today it's the new one. It's environment, but it was space last week. <laughs> but yeah, the I think that space of cultivating and and leaving room, just like leaving room for something as it is, and like, hey, the other day again. I motioned to Trisha, I'm going to try to explain the motion that I was doing. I had my hand like in a fist and I was making a circle with my hand, like kind of looking like I was rolling something. And I was like, I like that idea. And I just started doing that. And you were like, oh, you mean the bingo? <laughs> what did you call the it? The bingo ball roller. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Bingo? Yeah. What's and that called? was exactly what I was thinking of. Like, that's what I feel like my mind needs to do is ideas sometimes of like, Yes. Now let me just turn it. Let me just keep nope. it in there for a little bit and just keep turning. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe in a minute something will come out and maybe in two weeks it will. But um, that idea of just giving it space and letting it percolate. Cause, uh, and I think that as self-care, you know, the idea that when we like force ourselves to do things um, can lead to, I make this mistake constantly. Like this is probably... Ugh, my Achilles heel of, you know, and partially some of it comes with anxiety of just doing something quickly to relieve the anxiety mm -hmm. or to ride, riding the wave of whatever it is uh, too quickly um, to completion. And then looking back on it and being like, wait a second, that I should have waited or like I wasn't maybe totally in my best brain space when I sent out that email or I should have responded instead of reacted. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, responding versus reacting in a self-care sense of like giving ourselves the space. And this is part of self-care that's not the most enjoyable, sitting with discomfort mm -hmm. that might come with it, knowing that later on we'll be in a better place. Like, you know, yeah, I do want to respond to this email ASAP and I just want to get it out there because it feels very urgent and I'm feeling all of these things, but I know, nope, I should, you know, I'm doing the hand thing again. I should let it percolate. I should let it sit. I should make sure that I'm responding from a very grounded place. And then that's going to set everything else up so much better for me later on. Mm. So knowing even that sometimes self-care is like, you know, it's doing the hard stuff too, sitting with the discomfort and then because it's worth it later. Yes. Yes. That was so good. Um, that was making me think about, you know, sometimes 
sometimes self-care can feel like a, a check off our to-do list. And because the self-care and wellness industry is an industry, we it can feel um, what we're being told we should do for self-care can feel unaligned sometimes mm-hmm. to what we as individuals actually need. And so I'm wondering, I know that some of the things you love to do are you know, very stereotypical self-care things. And that's great because they work for you. So I'm wondering like, what are some of those things? And then what are some of the things yeah. that are like, no, this really is important to me. And it's not necessarily what you would see in like an Instagram post or being sold yeah. from like a beauty magazine or whatever. Yes. Um, I am a classic bath lover. <laughs> I take a bath like every other day, uh, sometimes every day. <laughs> uh, not so much in the summer, but I take baths in the summer, like hot baths. Um, I put lavender in there and it's just like, I watch friends. I like just kind of shut off and just feel so, so good. It's just like a solitude. Um, for me, it's such a good routine of another kind of routine thing. It like ends my day. Um, I try to be really intentional when I'm doing that. Like, okay, in this space, I'm going to just kind of relax. I'm going to watch friends. Sometimes I'll say, you know what? I am going to scroll my phone this time while, while I'm hanging out in the bath. Cause I'm intentionally do choosing to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for something that might be maybe like not as, uh, I guess maybe classic. Let me think about that. I have to think about what, you know, I think there's the discomfort ones. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say you know, D&D, but huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was what you were going to say. I play D&D almost every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, oh, that. gosh, that is a huge part of my self-care. Um and I feel like that, you know, is friendship. You know, I have a solid group of D&D players that are, you know, we just egg each other's nerdiness on and are completely accepting of each other and in our lives as well of like, we're just like good friends. And um, I guess that could be probably maybe just not the most popular form of self-care. But for me, it, it gives me the opportunity to like... Um, to be in escapism, mm. to, to be, to escape reality and be outside of reality. I also like video games for that reason of like, when I'm playing like Horizon Zero Dawn for any nerds out there, like I am in this whole awesome world where I have to kill these machines and oh man, I need to get these plants because I'm low on this thing. And you're just completely absorbed and energized. And the same thing with D&D, you're a new character, you're somebody else and you're completely enveloped in a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think being, um, and I like reading for that too, but like video games and D&D are much more action oriented. And as an energetic person, I like the action that I can have in those two types of things. So um, yeah, I would say those are definitely uh, huge self-care things for me to have curated time to escape reality and be totally absorbed in something else and being really creative in that space. I think that's why I love D&D so much. It's just like endless, endless creativity. Um, and, uh, and you can do anything you want, which is really cool. <laughs> Almost anything you want, unless you roll a one. Um, but so I'm curious too, how about for you, what are some of those things that are 
the classics, the classic self-care kind of things? And what are those things that just aren't as, you know, they might not be considered or somebody might not immediately see it and be like, oh, it's definitely self-care. Mm-hmm. I First, I want to pin that your D&D group's meets regularly and so that is a structured community setup that you've yeah Mm -hmm. that you've created so you all get that benefit regularly yeah and actually we are on we just took like a three-week break just because we all have stuff going on in these past three weekends and it's been so great because I miss them Mm -hmm. of course and I miss playing but it's also nice to have the space from that too so we've taken this like nice break of like let's just you know meet back up the end of uh you know September or whatever because we're all kind of doing our thing so even that was like a self-care within the self-care of like let's take a pause we all have stuff going on our families are doing these things and um it's allowed me to miss it which I think is also a wonderful part of that self-care thing too so oh yeah 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 distance makes the heart grow fonder it does. Yeah, I feel like there are certain instances in my life when that has been very true as well. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so to answer your question, I have like lots of self-care things I love to do. And I think it's important to note that in different seasons of life, there's a different emphasis. So I remember um, in March of 2020, I, like many people, suddenly had... 20 to 40 more minutes in my morning. And so I dove deeper into my meditation practice and I was like, I'm going to add on some time to my meditation. Um, And then that became, I'm going to take some time in the morning to read or, you know, whatever. So it's important to note that things evolve. Um, Right now I've really been getting, feeling the most benefit when I take some time with my journal Uh, with or without a plan. Sometimes it's kind of like, oh, I saw this thought-provoking thing and I'm just going to like flow with that. Sometimes it's like, I'm going to grab some markers and see what happens or, you know, write about my day. Like whatever it is that comes out feels feels really good usually. And it's funny because, you know, you get to the end of the day and you're having dinner and uh, my partner will be like, oh, so what'd you do today? I'm like, oh, I spent some time with my journal. And like, that could be the only thing, but the day like felt so good. Uh, so that I feel like is a pretty typical one. Uh, a less typical one, I'm thinking of thrifting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and not necessarily like with the intention of finding anything, but just the stuff you do find. Like there's so many things I see that are, you know, beautiful pieces of art or thought-provoking books or really funky house decor and like I don't need them in my life but seeing them is like expanding you know kind of like we talked about talking ideas with people is expanding seeing things I'm like wow like what a cool style you know not my jam but very cool for someone else who's gonna find this thing for three dollars and love it and the caveat is when I do find something that I truly need in my life and I bring it home now my home is, I don't want to say filled because that's not you know necessarily the thought I want to give out. But my, when I look around, most of the things in my that I can see were secondhand. And I love that feeling. I love knowing that um, I made a sustainable choice, that I gave an object another life, that um, 
you know, it was like, it's a treasure hunt. Like it's, it's this twofold thing where you get to go out and go to the store and look around and kind of have fun with it. And then again, when you bring things home and you walk into your home, it's like your own treasure hunt again of all the things you chose were your favorite. Um, And that brings me, that brings me so much joy and, and yeah, feels, feels very self-care-esque. And I think in the past year or two, more people have put focus on creating their space in their homes to not just be um, somewhere where they sleep and eat, which is fine. Like, that's fine if that's what your home is to you. But I think a lot more people have also focused on how do I get comfortable in my home? How do I not look around and see things I need to get done in my home? How do I create an environment that really supports me and my needs? And yeah, that's that's self-care as well. It's like nurturing your environment. Mm. Yeah. I resonate that with that so much. The especially thrifting of like the treasure hunt of it, the prolonged sometimes it's like, oh, I you know, I really need this thing, but I'm gonna have to wait and see if I get it. And then when you find it, like, oh my gosh, the joy Mm -hmm. when you find it, or you find something like ten times better that you never would have even thought of that you're like, this could work too. And it's a it's just such an incredible and incredible feeling it's worth it at least I I feel that I feel that way too it's worth Mm. it for sure yeah distance makes the heart grow fonder it's like that um delayed gratification yes I know so lately I've been looking for like a black pair of pants which might sound like very generic but I'm like no I like I have criteria for these pants and like these are the things and I I found them a couple weeks ago um they, they're missing a button. I need to fix that, like, which is not a big deal. I just haven't done it. But, you know, again, it was that thing. It was like, oh, and now when the button is fixed and I'm able to wear these pants, it's I'm going to put them on and every time be like, oh, I finally found this pants. I had this amazing experience. Now I get to wear them and enjoy these pants. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And I like the story part, too, that you mentioned mm-hmm. of like, Um, I actually was talking about this with a client who had had a a hat that was a, somebody had made this hat that had beautiful beads and feathers and pieces of metal. And like that, whoever curated this hat was uh, like, it seemed like they're attaching different elements for things they found or experiences they had. And this, this client had bought this hat um and like you know filled this the client with joy complete joy and then it was like wow you get to extend this story mm-hmm. of this hat that had clearly been a story and you we might not know it but like you get to continue its legacy which feels really cool to do with like an object that clearly meant so much to another person yeah oh yeah i love those good one um there is uh this quote is actually um because i've been having doing a lot of self-care quotes um uh every monday and this one actually stuck out to me so so much and um it's i i think just a great uh jumping off point but also just a perspective shift um so it's by parker palmer And it says, self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on this earth to to offer to others. 
Um, and as people in the helping profession, I find that quote like um, just so necessary of, you know, we, the job that we are doing as helping professionals, we care so much and we want to help people and be a part of their lives and, and guide them on their journeys. Um, and in doing that, we're caring so much for other people. We're constantly finding ways to help other people navigate through all of their different things. And at, you know, the expense of our own, you know, our own self. And so I love the idea of uh, stewardship, you know, that like to, to fully embrace that mm -hmm. of what we do, that we have to kind of guide ourselves along that journey. Or, you know, of course, um, if we need a guide, you know, going to therapy, supervision, you know, finding a community, if we need you know, that other community support as well, but also kind of just giving what we give so well to other people. We also deserve that for ourselves and we deserve to give it back to ourselves. Mm. How many times have we heard you can't pour from an empty cup? And for anyone who hasn't heard that, you are the cup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Before you put someone else's on. Yeah. In an effort to kind of fill this gap uh, in our profession, and for anyone who's been following along, I've been teasing for a while that uh, Music Therapy Chronicles will be creating a membership. And I had a lot of ideas. <laughs> Thanks. I'm excited. I had a lot of ideas and wasn't sure where to take it. And the feedback I got um, really spoke to my heart in all honesty. It was like, wow, like this is what I want to be doing too. And this is what um, the listeners want. And so it's going to be a self-care type community where it's it's going to be ongoing support, um, monthly self-care based, looking at the eight areas of wellness and um, yeah, working together to create space for that, create time, create some structure and we talk a lot as music therapists about burnout and about burnout prevention. And this goes back to the very beginning of this conversation where all that responsibility shouldn't fall on each of us as an individual. Um, yeah. The music therapy Chronicles community will be coming out soon. Uh, it's going to be self-care based. Keep your, keep your eyes and ears open. Yeah. Much needed, much needed for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited for yes. it. And um I hope people are, are excited as well. <laughs> 100%. I have no doubt it's going to be amazing. And even the, you know, eight pillars of self-care, that sounds so awesome. <laughs> of So much stuff to dig into, you know, sometimes I think self-care is just such a broad thing of, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, go take your bubble bath or go read a book. And it's like, there's so much, so much more. And having a community that's, you know, created, and I know, you know, self-care is something that lights you up so, so much. Like you're such a proponent you have so much knowledge about it. Um, so having a space like that, where it's like, this is what this space is for mm. to learn, to grow, to have the community to lean on. Like that's such a, such a necessary need, I think, in the, not only music therapy profession, but the helping profession in general. True. Yeah, I'll I'll put that. So if this if you're listening to this on Kate's show, you're more likely to not be a music therapist than if you're listening to this on my show. But so that you know, you don't have to be a music therapist to join. Um, yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. It's gonna be awesome. I I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I had a thought, mm -hmm. and it has escaped me. 
Don't force it. Ooh, you're right. You're right. Don't force the thought. It'll come back. <laughs> mm. Oh, I, yep, it came back. So a lot of the times at the end of my meditation or at the end of, you know, different practices, but very specifically when I meditate, as I tell myself, um, thank you for making this time for yourself. Because I think it's important to acknowledge you know, not only did I do it, check, I did the thing, I did the bicep curls, like I, I didn't fail in quotes, um, but I also made the time to do it. Mm. So I think that, you know, if you're part of Kate's community, if you're going to join my community, if you're part of any community that's supporting you in any way, um, thank yourself for making that time and effort for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that could doesn't have to apply to any community or part of that could also be walking the dog (laughs) right Mm -hmm. yes yeah and it's so funny too because I think that you know like giving that back to ourselves you know thanking ourselves and then you know with the community too of like um you know there's this like with my community it's once a month that we have these group calls that you can come to but they're also recorded Mm -hmm. And so, so often, you know, people in the community are like shooting an email of like, hey, I can't make it tonight. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, you are taking care of yourself. That is amazing. I would much rather that you take care of yourself and do what you need tonight. Mm. And if that means not coming to the call, don't come to the call. Like, don't do it. You can watch it later if you want to go on a walk and listen to it. If you want to sit down the next day or if you want to wait three weeks because you had something, you know, happen in your life. Like, I think that the flexibility of things like that is also so wonderful for knowing, hey, my community's here, but if I have a super rough Monday and I need to go to bed at seven o'clock and not go to the nine o'clock call, then do that. Like, yes, follow what you need and do what you need. And like kind of a throwback to that adjusting that Mm -hmm. you had said when you tried to read a book and then went with the idea, like, um, I think a big part of creating communities and, you know, what we talk about is that we want to make those spaces supportive of what you need in the moment. Mm. And, you know, that routine is there. Yes. And we're always there and the structure is there, but like you can hop out of that Mm -hmm. if you need it. You can never come to any of them if that's going to, that's going to serve you the best. Um, So I I love that idea of having that, that flexibility uh, with those communities. Yeah. The nice thing is about things like this uh, is like, again, you know, it's going to be there, but you, you can adjust it to your needs. Basically what you just said. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. I like to think about yes. the podcast sometimes in that way is like, you know, yeah. um, I don't know how you listen to podcasts, listener people, you could be driving, you could be doing dishes, you could be in your bathtub, whatever. But like, mm-hmm. it's, it's there, it's out there for you. When you need it, when you're ready, you can scroll through the topics and, you know, pick out what you need. And that's that's another yes. great thing about having a specific membership or a specific community as things are more curated. Like you don't have to do the sifting. It's it's kind of given to you each month about like, you know, here mm-hmm. here's a curated um, support system for you. It's based on clini- um, being a clinician and, you know, working through mm-hmm our professional lives and supervision and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's nice to have all that prepared each month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. 
And I wonder too, if like, as we wrap up, if you could tell us a little bit again, you know, I think we did kind of go a little bit before, but, Mm. um, and I'll talk, you know, a little bit about uh, the umbrella community, but tell our listeners again, who are interested, what is part of being, what is included in being in the community and, um, just kind of give us another little teaser of, of your community. So, um, Things are kind of going to be set up on a monthly basis. Uh, Again, each month we're going to focus on a specific area of wellness, whether that be, you know, physical, intellectual, financial, whatever. Um, Some months we're going to have... Financial self-care. Yes. Yes. I love it. Some months we're going to have, you know, a guest expert come in and who can dive into things. Um, And sometimes it's going to be group-based or I'll be leading whatever. Um, once a month, you'll get like an email with kind of like take-home practices or experientials to try out. And then there will also be a monthly group call that will focus on the same topic. And so uh, if you can do math and there are 12 months in a year and there are eight topics, then that leaves four months. So once a quarter, we will be um, kind of reevaluating where we sit in each of the areas of wellness and like setting goals kind of mastermind style of, you know, where do I want to be in my, we'll go financial, financial wellness in four, eight, 12 months. Um, And doing that as a group, because that was some feedback I got too, was people were interested in in goal setting and reflection Um, and having a community around that I think is important. So it'll It'll be this twofold thing where we're we're gonna focus on self-care, we're gonna focus on wellness, and we're also gonna set realistic aligned goals around it to make sure that we're we're really taking care of ourselves uh, and have a group of people who are there to both hold you accountable, hold each other accountable. Yes, accountability. But also provide support when like, you know, we fall off the wagon and that's okay. It's the bicep um, curl. It's getting back on. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's gonna be a beautiful space for that. And uh, I can't wait. Can't wait to see you in it. Can't wait to see everyone. And yeah, it's going to be wait. a really intimate, safe space. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> yes. So uh, the Umbrella Community um, is opening September 21st. So uh, pretty much when this episode comes out, I think on both of our podcasts, the Umbrella Community will should be open. We're open for two weeks. Um and uh, the umbrella, the, the umbrella, <laughs> that's a good word, the, the, um, the umbrella plus melody. <laughs> uh, well, or umbrella plus community. Oh, uh, umbrella oh, community. Shit. Oh my gosh, that would have been the best. Oh, the umbrella, man. Okay, maybe in future, future marketing, it will turn to the umbrella. I love, I love puns and funny stuff like that. Um, So the Umbrella Community is a space for creative arts therapists, creative therapists, expressive therapists, therapists who want to get into creativity, whatever it is. Um, And really one of our biggest things that we talk about is child and teen mental health and wellness um, and creativity. So uh, using different creative modalities in the work that we do, um, we talk about uh, creativity development, play development, games and therapy, anxiety, mindfulness, play therapy, stories and therapy, um, and really kind of talk about the gambit of uh, child mental health that anybody I think could benefit from. I, I think it's the biggest thing I, I 
push with this is that, you know, you don't have to be in like a mental health facility to have skills that can better Mm -hmm. each and every child that you work with. Um, If you work with children who have uh, different disabilities, then this is 100% for you because every child has mental health. Uh, And that's something I say over and over again, because it's still that stigma of, you know, oh, well, this child has to work on their physical skills. So their their mental and emotional wellness just gets put to the wayside. Um, And I think every person, every therapist um, can have skills like, um, you know, basic verbal counseling skills that can support the mental wellness of every single child and teen that we're working with and learning how to use those and then learning how to um, create different ideas that use multimodal arts and expressive therapies. And um, so that's, it's a big part, lots of creativity and mental health. Um, But similarly, we have a group call every month. Um, We actually have 15 over the year. Um, And we also, uh, you get an email every month with a bunch of different resources. There's a resource archive that if you're joining now, there's just this like archive of interventions and videos and informational downloads. There is, I have to, I have to keep organizing it because it's just growing so much. Um, And so there's that in there. There's opportunities for 30 minute consult calls with me throughout the year Um, And actually, this is the first time that we are, like we talked about earlier, um, there are different packages for supervision. So if you are looking for supervision, um, you can get the Umbrella Community plus individual supervision or plus group supervision as well, small group supervision. Um, So there's a couple different opportunities. And if you're a music therapist, you can get CBMT credits too. So that's another big, a big fun thing of doing all that work or all that learning and you can get some of the credits for it. So um, yeah, it, it clearly it lights my heart on fire because I could talk about it for an hour. But. <laughs> and it's worth it. It's it's an amazing space. There's so much information in there. A You're a wealth of knowledge. The, you know, the conversations and discussions we have are great. And it's a great example of um, what we were talking about where you, you kind of throw an idea and suddenly all these people have shoot-offs of that idea yes. and you have way more creative thoughts than you started with and it's amazing yeah that's one of my favorite parts in the calls is like a lot of times we'll throw out I think our last last month we were like all right let's take a song let's come up with ways to do movement and dance and and yoga all within our scope and let's come up with some ideas on how we can you know bring more movement kinesthetic experience and we did breakout rooms and everybody came back with these ideas and we're all like oh my god oh my gosh Ooh, you know like just all getting so excited with these ideas and it's like a it's like a hive a creativity hive you know just this Mm. beehive that comes together so um it's intoxicating to be a part of and it's a lot of fun agreed it's one of those calls where you you the call ends and you're like buzzing (laughs) yes the only problem is it's usually 10 o'clock at night where i I am and i'm like i'm buzzing but i need to sleep i know (laughs) I was thinking about moving the calls earlier. I might, I might in the next six months because I'm like, man, I get too excited. I need to have. Uh, I was interviewing a podcast guest, and they were like, "Yeah, anytime I do an interview or do something like this, I make a big to do list of stuff to do after because I have so much energy." And I was yes. like, "That's genius. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. to do that after calls and stuff." So. Um, yeah, a lot of energy. And I would imagine even from the self-care calls that you're going to do, like 
energy to put back into yourself or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just so uh, energizing to be around people and people who are endlessly supporting you and so sweet and wonderful. And I think it's just the best part of communities. Mm -hmm. Well, and it ties in, you know, you have this container, you have the structure, and it also, in a way, kind of ties in the escapism you were talking about with D&D and video games, where you're in this virtual space with all these other people working towards this common goal, whatever that is that day. And, you know, when you leave it, you get to take all of that stuff with you. But for that time, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to enter that other space with, with other people who were ready to be there with you. Yeah. Yes, I love that. That is like a little escapism scheduled yeah. or if you need to, you know, not go to, but <laughs> yes, or <laughs> or you need pre-recorded post yeah, post watch. Yes, yes. If that's what you <laughs> need, for that. do it. Listen, tune in, do what you need. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. This has been such a good conversation. I know. It's so nice for us to, you know, I think we have these conversations all the time of, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not like, you know, half the time we're talking about boring logistics or some other stuff, but (laughs) it's nice to have these conversations recorded about topics that we're both really passionate about and, and get to put out there. So thank you for coming up with the idea. Uh, Wasn't it your idea? It was your idea to record an episode together. Oh, okay, cool. You're welcome. I love coming up with the ideas. <laughs> oh, good. I love it. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation and you're feeling excited to join communities of like-minded people to invigorate your clinical practice, to inspire your own self-care practice, to take hold of these things and um, to be supported in doing it. Again, we, Kate and I, are excited to be able to create these systems, to have identified a need and to be able to offer a solution and we hope you see the value in that as well there's so many conversations Kate and I have and we're like gosh we wish we had recorded that so this was fun to kind of take some thoughts that the two of us have thrown back and forth for a long time and just spill them out with our microphones on and um, hopefully everything made sense (laughs) to you the listener because obviously these are things that have been rolling around in our minds in that in that bingo ball turner um so hopefully we conveyed them in a a way that makes sense to you so thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode if you do have any cool ideas for what the name of the music therapy chronicles membership should be i would love love to hear them um you can contact me at hello at musictherapychronicles.com. You can find me on social media at Music Therapy Chronicles on Instagram and Facebook. You can send me a DM. Um, I'm pretty easy to reach. I wouldn't say I'll get back to you within like a day, maybe two days, but please, please reach out to me. I would so love to hear your thoughts or even just how you are taking these thoughts and this information and applying it to your own life. 
If you are loving the show, please consider leaving us a review. Those reviews really help the podcast be more visible to people looking for this type of content. Um, And subscribe so you never miss an episode. The self-care challenge we have coming up will have lots of episodes attached to it. So make sure that you're subscribed so you get all of those. Um, Remember that MTPC has that sale going on. You can find all our pod courses at mtpodcastcollective.com and you can go to the shop button and apply the coupon code LDBOGO30 as in Labor Day, buy one, get one, 30. So again, that promotion code for the sale is LDBOGO30. L-D-B-O-G-O-3-0. All right. And if you or someone you know is interested in being on the show, please let me know by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. I'm going to finish this week's episode with the statement, self-care is never selfish. Selfish.